Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Well, hello and welcome back, Truth Seekers. We've made our way into the New Testament, and we are learning about the life of Jesus. So far, we learned about his birth in Bethlehem and how he and his family had to flee to Egypt to escape from Herod. We learned that when Mary and Joseph returned to Israel, they settled in the town of Nazareth. Here is where Jesus grew up. Here is where he learned the ways of being a carpenter, just like his earthly father, Joseph. Here is where Jesus grew in stature and favor with both God and men. Jesus' time would soon come for him to fulfill the mission for why God had sent him. You see, even though Jesus was a human like you and I, he was also fully God. He was and is God's son. He had been born to Mary and Joseph for a specific purpose. He would not live an ordinary life. And as he grew older, he knew his time was coming, the time for the fulfillment of all the prophecies, the time for him to do what had been planned by God his Father from before the creation of the world. Now, before we begin our story, I need us to go back for a minute. Do you remember a story we read not that long ago about Zacharias and Elizabeth? Do you remember what the angel had told Zacharias when he was in the temple in the most holy place? The angel Gabriel had told Zacharias that he and Elizabeth would have a son. And do you remember what name they were to give their son? If you said John, then you are correct. Well, as the years went by, John grew older too. Remember, Jesus had been born not that long after John. They were cousins because Mary, Jesus' mother, was the cousin of Elizabeth, John's mother. As John grew older, he knew that he had been called to a special mission, too. God had ordained for John to be a messenger. This was one of the clues given by Malachi and Isaiah, the prophets in the Old Testament. Malachi had prophesied, See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. And Isaiah said, A voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord and make straight paths for him. Well, that prophecy would be fulfilled by John. John became known as John the Baptist. Can you say John the Baptist? Now, why would people call him John the Baptist? Well, because John baptized people in the Jordan River. You see, John had a fire in his bones. He was passionate. He knew he was called to preach. He could no longer hold it in. God had given him a word. He knew the Messiah was coming and he had to prepare the Israelites. So in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, John got the people's attention. He was not like the Pharisees and the proper teachers of the law. You see, John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. And his food? Well, he ate locusts and wild honey. If you didn't know, locusts are like large insects, kind of like grasshoppers. And I don't know about you, but I never, ever crave locusts. 
I mean, I never think, ooh, I could really go for some yummy locusts right now. But because John lived in the wilderness, that's what was available, so he ate locust and wild honey. You see, John did not care so much about what he wore or what he ate. All he knew is that he had a burning fire in his heart, a passion to speak the word of God, to speak truth to the Israelites, because he knew the coming Messiah was on his way. He knew that God had given him a word to help prepare the Israelites for the Messiah who would come. He was to prepare their hearts. And so he ate his locusts and wild honey and preached to those who would come and listen. And he would say, repent, repent, turn from your wicked ways, repent for the kingdom of God is near. Well, just in case you might be thinking, who would go out to listen to a man wearing camel's hair and eating locusts? Well, a lot of people. In fact, people went out to him from all Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. He certainly got people's attention. They would come to him and listen. And do you know what happened? People began to repent of their sins. They came confessing their sins and they were baptized by John in the Jordan River. Once someone had confessed their sins, John would bring them into the Jordan River and he would place them under the water and then bring them back up again as a sign that they had repented of their sins. But when John saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Wow, did you hear that? That was harsh. Why would he call the Pharisees and Sadducees vipers? Well, you see, the Pharisees and Sadducees were two of the most important religious groups in Israel at this time. They were teachers of the law. They focused on good works and strict obedience to the law. For them, God's word was only about following rules and how they looked on the outside. They looked down their noses at anyone who was not like them. They thought themselves to be perfect. They thought that as long as they perfectly followed all the rules, they would be saved. But you and I know that no one is perfect. The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We cannot get to heaven by good works. We cannot earn our way to being saved or forgiven. We need a Savior. The Pharisees and Sadducees did not think they needed a Savior. This is why John was so harsh when he spoke to them. John said something even more harsh. He said, you must produce fruit in keeping with repentance but you do not think that you have any sins to repent of. Do not think that just because Abraham was your great, 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 great grandfather that you will be saved. I tell you that out of these stones, God could raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the tree. You will be cut down like a tree that does not produce good fruit. Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Well, as you can imagine, this did not make the Pharisees and Sadducees very happy. But regardless, John was bold. He knew he must speak the truth. And so he did. And because he spoke the truth, many of the Israelites asked him, What shall we do then? And he answered, He who has two coats, let him give to him who has none. And he who has meat, 
Let him give to those that are without. Then came the tax collectors and said to him, What shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more money than you are instructed to. Do not rob from the people. People were expectant and wondered in their hearts if maybe John was the Christ, the Messiah that they had been waiting for. They wondered, is this John, this man in the desert who's baptizing and preaching of repentance? Is he the Messiah God has promised us that we've been waiting for so long? But John quickly corrected them and set them straight and said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come someone who is more powerful than I am, someone whose sandals I am not even worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. John knew that he was not the Messiah, but when the Messiah came, he would come for those who were ready to receive him. This is why John was preparing the way. And John did not have to wait long, friends. The very next day, as John was baptizing and preaching to the people, suddenly he looked up and there he saw Jesus walking towards him. Jesus had come from Galilee, from his small hometown of Nazareth, to the Jordan to be baptized by John. When John realized who Jesus was and that he was asking to be baptized, John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? How can this be? And Jesus looked at John and said, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. You see, Jesus did not need to be baptized by John, for Jesus was without sin. He had not sinned, and he did not need to repent. But Jesus was baptized by John to fulfill the prophecies that pointed to him as the Messiah. Being baptized by John, Jesus was showing the Israelites that John had been right all along, that the Messiah was coming and he was that Messiah. Here he was starting his ministry by being baptized by the messenger John who had prepared the way for him. Jesus was not a sinner, he was perfect, but in baptism, he identified with sinners and showed us that he has come to save sinners from their sins. And so Jesus entered into the Jordan River and came close to John. And John took Jesus and baptized him. And as soon as Jesus was baptized and John brought Jesus up out of the water, at that very moment, something amazing happened. The heavens were opened and Jesus saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Truth seekers, this was a most defining moment. This was a powerful moment. God himself spoke and confirmed that Jesus really was his Son, the Son of God, in whom he was pleased. There was no doubt about it now, not in John's mind. Jesus was the Messiah he and the Israelites had been waiting for. Jesus was the one. 
Jesus was about 30 years old at the start of his ministry, at this defining moment where all eyes would be on Jesus. Many would wonder, if he is the Messiah, how will he save us? Many thought he was the son of Joseph, but in reality, he was the son of God. Dear True Seekers, what is an important truth we can learn from this story today? Did you notice that after John brought Jesus up out of the water after baptizing him that the Holy Spirit landed upon Jesus in the form of a dove? You see, God is made up of three persons. He is three in one. I know that can be hard to understand, but God is three in one because he is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We call this the Trinity because he is three in one one the father the son and the holy spirit are all equal they are all equally god god sent himself in the form of his son jesus and he also sent himself in the form of the holy spirit jesus was baptized in water and in the power of the holy spirit john said that he came baptizing with water but that jesus would baptize with the holy spirit and with fire what does this mean Well, do you remember the stories of Elijah and Elisha in the Old Testament when they performed miracles like causing the woman's son to come back to life and causing the widow's jars to be filled with oil so she and her son would not starve to death or when David was able to strike Goliath with a small smooth stone or when the walls of Jericho came tumbling down after Joshua and the Israelites marched around it seven times? These men and women did not do these miraculous things on their own. They did it with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God himself. And the Holy Spirit would not only be upon Jesus, but live within him. Jesus was empowered and led by the Holy Spirit during his time on earth. And just as Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit, so we too can be led by the Holy Spirit. When we repent and ask Jesus to forgive us and live inside of us, the Holy Spirit comes and makes his home inside of us. The Holy Spirit is who helps us to live for Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to love others who hate us, to have joy in hard times, to show patience when we are in a hurry, to be kind when others are mean, to show self-control when we want to react in anger. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit in us that we can live in freedom and joy and peace that Jesus promised for us. By Jesus coming to earth, he ushered in the ability for us to be connected to God again and have the Holy Spirit live inside of us. This is why the coming of the Messiah was such good news. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Matthew chapter 3, Mark chapter 1, Luke chapter 3, and John chapter 1. Let me pray with you before we go. Jesus, we thank you for your ministry. We thank you that you came as a man and lived as one of us. You lived your life perfectly where we could not. We can only find our wholeness and completeness in you. Where we fall short, you are perfect. Where we need strength, you give us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for being obedient to the Father and coming to earth to offer us salvation. Help us to obey the Father as you did. We love you and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.
All right, before we go, I have one review I want to read to you. It says, I am so happy to have found this podcast. It is biblically sound, but engaging to my kids, not just told in an understandable way, but actually asking them questions and engaging them. I also love the Praying the Bible episodes. I've just started homeschooling my kids, and we listen to an episode every morning with breakfast. Thank you so much. Well, I love to hear that this is supporting you in your homeschooling journey. I think that's wonderful, and I just pray that it continues to bless you and your family and encourage you. So thank you for leaving that review. I also want to let you guys know that if you'd like to financially support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. It is my goal to get caught up there with, um, there's extra worksheets and resources there that go along with the podcast episodes. And you can also get access to the Praying the Bible prayer guides as well. So again, that's patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. Well, thanks so much for joining me this week. And I look forward to our time together next week.